Hi there, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word. And uh, we are working our way through C.S. Lewis's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And today I want to talk with you a little bit about the, uh, the third child of the, uh, the Pevensey children, uh, a young man by the name of Edmund. Uh, and Edmund is just, oh, he's not very nice. Um, He's sarcastic with his older siblings, Peter and Susan. Um, there's actually a little bit of an interchange where Peter and Susan are talking with the professor who owns the manor where they're staying. And uh, um, they were asking him, or he asks them about uh, Edmund's honesty. And they basically said, no, he's, he's pretty good at lying. Um, and, uh, and after the experience in the wardrobe, when Lucy went into Narnia and nobody could get back in afterwards, Edmund decides that this is a great opportunity to torment Lucy. And he basically torments her primarily about Narnia. So the next rainy day, uh, the children choose to play hide and seek in the house. Uh, again, it's a big place. There are lots of places to hide, uh, including, uh, you may have guessed it already, uh, the wardrobe. Now, at this point, Lucy's kind of starting to doubt whether she actually went to Narnia. You know, she's been made fun of and everything, and, you know, and she's, you know, kind of confused by what, what's going on here. Uh, but as she's looking for a hiding place, she goes by the room where the wardrobe is, and she decides she's going to check it out. And, uh, and she goes in, and you see her go into the, uh, the uh, wardrobe, and Edmund is watching the whole time, and he decides that he's going to go in too, that he's going to use this as an opportunity to make fun of her uh, and to give her a hard time. But this time, Narnia is there. So they enter into Narnia. Lucy goes first. Edmund doesn't see her. Um, but Edmund does come out by the lamp post, just like Lucy did the first time. And uh, Lucy has already gone off to Tumnus's to you know, see how he's doing. But Edmund is going to meet the White Witch. So we find Edmund out in the cold. He's kind of sulking uh, because uh, Lucy's already taken off and, and uh, he's out here and he's cold and he doesn't know what to do. And this sledge, uh, sleigh, uh, comes by uh, with a very clearly important person in the back, a, a large, uh, beautiful woman. Um, she's proud and she is stern, um, and it is the queen of Narnia. And as I think about the queen and the way that she presents herself in, in the story or the way that Lewis presents her, uh, I think of a passage in the scriptures that tells us that the devil likes to masquerade as an angel of light. Um, and there is a, a, another proverb that we use uh, that says you know, that appearances can be deceiving. And that is exactly the case with the White Witch. She's there. She's beautiful. Uh, she very much is a regal figure, but she is uh, she's a witch. And she is the, uh, the, the manifestation of evil in Narnia. And the way that she presents herself reminds me of another uh, important proverb, um, the devil lies. 
Uh, in fact, in John chapter, uh, I believe it's John chapter 6, Jesus says that when uh, the devil lies, he speaks his native language. Uh, but of course, Edmund doesn't know any of this. He just knows that he has met a queen. Uh, and as an English citizen, he knows how to respond appropriately when meeting royalty. Uh, and at first, the, the witch is very harsh uh, with Edmund. She recognizes that he is human. Uh, she recognizes that uh, there is a danger to her in this child, but she also is crafty and she chooses to use this as an opportunity to learn some more uh, about who Edmund is and where he's connected. So she changes her tone with Edmund uh, and what she's doing is she's, she's manipulating him. And, uh, and there's probably an important lesson in that as, you know, as we deal with people uh, to learn to recognize when people uh, sometimes manipulate and the way that they treat people uh, is sometimes to their own advantage. And uh, she chooses to manipulate Edmund with kindness. She provides him with, with food. Uh, but because she is a witch, this food is kind of cursed. Uh, so that uh, a person who eats the witch's food just continually wants more and more and more of it and would probably like eat themselves to death um, if they were allowed to. Now, the food that Edmund is given, uh, first, hot chocolate. Sounds great on a nice cold day sitting on a sledge in a, a, a snowy forest. But the other item, uh, the one that Edmund seems to really like, is something called Turkish Delight. And I don't know if you know what Turkish Delight is. Um, my experience of it is it's kind of this jelly uh, type of a candy. In my opinion, it's disgusting. Uh, so if I were offered Turkish Delight, I would not be tempted at all. For a long time, I had a box of it in my office um, that I had ordered and it just kind of sat there as a reminder of temptation. Uh, and I think that that is something that's important here. Uh, but uh, as... Uh, um, as he's eating this and he's, he's eating more and more of it, she's asking, them, asking him questions. And she's learning about him and about his family. And, uh, um, and I think there's an important lesson here about temptation in general, um, that sometimes we're, we're tempted with physical pleasures. And it's important for, uh, for us to know that. Um, and that can be food, uh, it could be fun. Um, you know, it, it, it's really not hard to come up with what you know, kind of temptations come up to us. Uh, but temptations can also consume us. Um, and we can begin to desire them more and more and more. And sometimes we compromise ourselves and hurt people around us uh, as we uh, let those temptations, our giving in to those temptations, go unchecked. And as the queen is talking with Edmund, she feeds his jealousy and his cruelty, um, especially once she learns that there are four children, two sons of Adam, two daughters of Eve. She tells him that he will be a prince because he's you know, by far clearly cleverer than the others. But she's going to make the others you know, dukes and duchesses and, you know, you know, because you know, a prince needs his courtiers. Um, and she urges him to lie to his siblings when she, when he gets back to, to be with them. And, 
and boy, oh boy, there's a lot of things that we could talk about with our kids in terms of uh, if somebody asks them to lie to their family, to their parents, how important speaking the truth is, not just in the sense of, you know, we should always tell the truth, but, you know, for their own safety as well. Um, and in the process, Edmund betrays Tumnus. She doesn't, he doesn't know her, him by name, but um, he does describe a fawn uh, that Lucy was spending time with and, uh, and enjoying. Edmund reveals, yep, that there is this family, that there are two sons of Adam, two daughters of Eve, two boys, two girls. And again, we've not yet been told the uh, significance of this information, but, uh, but, but it's coming. And I also think it's important to notice the, uh, the biblical creation identity here. Um, we don't often think of ourselves as sons of Adam and daughters of Eve, although uh, there is a tradition of that in the history of the church. Um, but to recognize ourselves as, as creatures, I think is a, a really important thing. Uh, just the same way that God created Adam and Eve, uh, we have been created and to think about what that does to our relationship with God and then our relationship with one another uh, as, as fellow creatures, and even our relationship with the world, too. So in the end, Edmund uh, aligns himself with the witch. And this is going to be important because just as uh, in Genesis chapter 3, when God confronts Adam and Eve with their sin, he tells them that he, uh, well, he tells the serpent that he's going to put enmity between the serpent and the woman, between the serpent's seed and the woman's seed, there's very clearly a sense that uh, um, there's going to have to be a wedge driven between Edmund and the witch. What's more, um, you know, when we understand our sin, the way that it binds us, the way that it binds our will so that the thing that we're naturally going to choose is sin, Edmund is now in a position where he can't help himself but to choose to betray his family and to choose to do the white witch's bidding. Uh, and, uh, and this becomes a, a really good image of the depth and the insidiousness of, of sin. Because from this moment in Edmund's life, it's just going to get worse. And it's going to tear him apart. Um, now, Eventually, the, the witch points Edmund back toward uh, the lamppost, uh, and Lucy finds Edmund there, and they go back into our world together. And uh, Lucy's so excited, and uh, she can't wait to tell Peter and Susan uh, the, the good time that they had in Narnia together, that it's all real. And you'll never guess what Edmund does. He lies and says, I've made it all up. So uh, we're going we're gonna to see uh, how this character develops as the story goes on and what's going to happen in order to drive that wedge between uh, Edmund and the White Witch, Edmund and his, his cruelty. So uh, I hope you'll come back for another episode. Uh, I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, please like, subscribe, share, all that blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, until next time, God's blessings. Mm -hmm.